This is Bulls Beat on the Unlimited Unloaded page. Oh, definitely enjoyed last night at the Yingling Center as we get right into win number 11 in a row for the basketball team, which earlier on Tuesday discovered that the coaches' poll had them moved up from 25 to 22. Again, the Riders, that's the AP poll, finally got the Bulls ranked at number 25 on Monday. The coaches' poll comes out on Tuesday, and the Bulls are moving on up. And before we get to the game, the Bulls moving on up a seed line in the premier women's basketball bracketologist Charlie Cream on ESPN's website had the Bulls. He's had them at the sixth seed and now had them as, in his latest projection, a fifth seed headed to Tallahassee. Actually, Jose Fernandez didn't know about that in our pregame interview. I loved his off-the-cuff reaction. And even more, Charlie Cream's got you in the five seed, so I know you don't want to go crazy with it, but it's good to get some recognition, right? Wow, we got moved to a five seed. Yeah, going to Tallahassee for now. Maybe we can Flip it around later. Florida State's a four. Wow, that's surprising. Okay, all right. I think that was both ends of the reaction. As you get projected to move up, obviously the NCAA will have the final say, but you get closer to the national conversation of being a host. Well, the math is pretty simple. You have to be one of the top 16 teams in the country, and by seed in the bracket, that means at least a four seed, and, well, five, four, not much different. And that's why I said flip it around because – hey, the Bulls should end up ranked ahead of Florida State and have the Bulls be the fourth seed in hosting a regional and have Florida State be the team that travels. It always seems to be the reverse. But anyway, back to the recognition. It has been great to see, and the Bulls have deserved it. They can't say struggled at the beginning of conference play because they won every single time, but their first six games, they didn't really put together a complete game. First halves were all close. Third quarters were dominant in favor of the Bulls. Then the last few games, a couple weekends ago against UCF, it was... Dominant from start to finish, a little bit of a dip in the third quarter, but a blowout win. Then notably last week, 10-point leads at halftime at Tulsa and Memphis, and that was really when they won the game. Last night, we were heading in that direction, and Carla Brito, who sat on the bench the last 15 minutes or so in favor of Danny Gonzalez at Memphis, and Gonzalez ended up being the freshman of the week in the league for it, but she, right from the beginning, wanted to get it started, and so did Sammy Puises, whose special night would begin with three threes in the first. Against this aggressive 3-2 zone, Wilson with Puises cutting for a wide open three. Nice look shot, and the first nice look of the game is a Puises three-pointer, 75 seconds in. It's three to nothing. Chinucky up to Brito, gets too far underneath. No, she Great scores. Catch. That was a really good catch, and it's five to nothing, but the Pirates have a lot of opportunities right now. Bulls look to run quickly so the Pirates can't set up their defense, and Chinucky goes right in to the middle of their pressure, and Dennis steals it from her the other way. McNeil with a Great catch herself, misses the layup, can't reestablish, and the Bulls get the block shot. Boy, another chance for the Pirates. They have six more attempts than the Bulls, already nine field goal attempts. Yeah, you know, the Bulls like to play, play fast. This is a frenetic fast. You know, this is not exactly the Bulls' style. Dulcie over to Puisi's quick pass, wide open three, and she knocks it down. This time it was an assist from Fanka Mangiato, and it's 10 to 4. Oh, yeah, what a great look there by Sammy Puisis. And that's how you get him out of that 3-2 zone, right? You run that low baseline and get yourself open and pull the defense down and pull it out away from Dulcie. Pirates can turn it over. Bounce pass was awry. Brito on another fast break. They let her have it, and she's got six points, and it is a 12-4 Bulls advantage. Brito on the baseline. That's a tough move. Oh, what a high reverse layup. Jose Fernandez just turned around at the bench and said, really? I knew that was going in. He didn't. 
Maybe Brito did. What a shot at 16 to 6. <laughs> you know, she does have a certain flair to her game. We've talked about it all season. And Priestess takes the charge. She might not have been stationary, but she took the lowering of the elbow by Joyner Priestess to Dulcie at the free throw line. Janecki now gets a little breathing room on the left side, but no into the middle to Priestess. Great pass. Good find. Swish. We for three. She's got three of those babies already. She was already leading the country in that category. She keeps adding as the Bulls do to the lead it's 19 to 6. So we included the good and the not so good and again the Pirates came in 14 and 7, 5 and 3 in the conference and second in the country in forcing turnovers 25.9 a game and they don't always full court pressure you. They do it about 40% of the game. A lot of it is just swallowing up your guard play and in the middle of the zone at the top but it's a 3-2 zone and so those corners if you're Moving the ball quickly are going to be open, and Sammy Puises specifically from the right corner was open to the tune of making three threes. Bulls hit three of their first five. However, just one of their next ten. They were eight for 13 in the first quarter. We also included the offensive rebounds that allowed the Pirates to get off four more field goal attempts, even though they shot, of course, a much poorer percentage. The Bulls were up 19 to 10. And we talked about the strong first halves in the last three games. It was looking like it might be even bigger of a blowout this time. Dulce's got to fight off the defense all night long. Oh, puts the move, though, on Joyner. That's how you do it. My, my, Joyner got a little bit taken to school there. It's 21 to 10. Dulce's first bucket of the game. I guess they wanted to get it inside to her first thing. Dulce tries to take it around her herself. Picks up a dribble. Gets swallowed up immediately. Now they whip it. Chris over to Gonzalez. Right off the bench. Danny Gonzalez is just uncanny at that. I'm going to start calling her Uncanny Danny. It's 24 to 12. <laughs> she is. She's so good at coming off the bench and making like a three. <laughs> they whip it across to McNeil. There's the freshman Herp. No good there. Good box out by Sammy Puises on the weak side. Excellent work by her. The weak side guard dropping down and boxing out. Quickly the other way. Wilson to Dulcie. Thank you, Mangiata. We've seen that before. Dulcie's got four quick ones here in the quarter. Make it a 26-12 to 12 game. And Dulcie smartly with a little pause before putting it up, allowing the defender to kind of go by. They were definitely keying on Dulcie in the first quarter. She did not score a bucket in the second quarter, though she added seven points. You heard it was 26-12. But their freshman, who had been hurt the last two games, Jayla Herp, a couple of nice shots back-to-back, -back and it gave the Pirates some confidence. And then the Bulls, at one stretch there in the second quarter, missed six straight shots. So even though they were so impressive at the start, the halftime score was anything but decided at 33-26. to And while the Pirates get all the praise for the defense, rightfully so when you're second in the country enforcing turnovers and you're 11th in points allowed per game, the Bulls can play some B themselves. They were holding Danae McNeil down to 2-for-11 shooting. She's the guard who was scoring double figures most every game and then just hit a certain button and had ascended to averaging 22 points in her last six games. Well, the Bulls frustrated her. They found out how East Carolina's center, the freshman Mai Mai Joyner, was their most heralded freshman. She gave the Bulls some issues, but not enough to really threaten. Although, there was definitely a threat as the third quarter began. And again, it was the part of the game where the Bulls were struggling from the floor. After Elena Chenecki scored with 2.23 to go in the first half, giving the Bulls an 11-point lead, they were 14 for 23. Now, that's hard to maintain, but they only made one of their next 12 shots. And during that time, the Pirates cut the lead to three. That's when Sammy Puises reemerged and Carla Brito really brought home what would be 
a fun win. This was the key sequence in the third quarter, again, after the Pirates made it a three-point game. And the Pirates are thinking, we got the backup point guard out there. We're going to force some turnovers, but the Bulls beat the pressure. Cruz has had a look at a three, but oh, instead gets it inside to Dulce. Backs down to the defender, spins out. There's another missed chippy, but Brito gets the rebound. Out to Chinecki. Boy, they're in your face. There's Fleeces. That looked better. Good. You can always tell when Sammy Fleeces has that extended follow-through, and oh, yeah, maybe an extra half second to line it up. It's going down, and it's 38-32. By the way, for most of us, that would not be an extra half second. That would be a block. <laughs> Four for so 10, fun. all on threes, by the way. And she's got 12 points, obviously. 5-10 to go. Third quarter, Bulls lead back up to six with that free three. Gets it out to Asensio, six on the shot clock. Rito now, guarded five. well by Herp. Needs to make a move. That's a tough three. And one, are you serious? Carla Brito was stuck. Made a quick move. Not only hits the three, but gets fouled. And that is the latest of many big shots that Brito has hit tonight. Yep, those were the two guys that did it all night long. Indeed, it would turn out to be a four-point play. And from 35-32, you look up, and it's 42-32. to Pirates would hit a couple of buckets, but the Bulls would close out with the last four points. And 48-36 was the final. Then it was time for Puises to continue to add and maybe hit her career mark for made threes. Brito some more moments here as the fourth quarter was highly entertaining. Johansson gets battled for the rebound and holds on to it. Now up to Puisis for the record. There it is, Sammy Puisis sets her career mark with her seventh made three and 23 points. Bulls have their largest lead at 63 to 44. Career in everything, made and attempts and everything. It's been a pretty solid showing for Sammy. Yeah. Quick start, quick flourish here. Now Joyner tries to make up for those two missed free throws by missing a three-pointer. This time gets her own rebound, though. Less than five minutes to go in this game. They are one for 11 on threes. Puises herself is seven for 14. They're going to try another one. That looked better by Dennis. Uh, uh, air ball. I mean, it's good when you could have Elena Chinecki on two points and it not affect the outcome. Right, like not, not affect it really at all. Other than I feel frustration for her because I know she's kind of pressing. She threw it off Joyner's backside. That's the key to getting on the board for Chinecki. She tried it earlier. She caught the pirate snapping. And she Wasn't that Larry Bird who did it against yeah. the Pistons in the championship? Very good for her. <laughs> and I don't think that was called from the bench based on Jose's reaction, but he's all smiles. Asensio has oh. not committed many. In fact, none. That not is really her. something I'm sure I didn't just jinx her. Chinecki drives in. That's a tough shot. She hadn't been getting that move tonight. And she scores. Great to see. That is good to see. She's got Rough six night. points. Maybe could end up in double figures, 67-46. Usually Chinecki does not get her points in garbage time. Chinecki gets the ball, sends it up to Brito. She's had a great night. And one. Foul committed by Johnson. Brito gets to 20 points. <laughs> good for her. And it's 69 to 46. Uh, good for Carla Brito. That was a really good play for her. I hope she gets a little rest here after this free throw. Sammy Puis oh, is going to check out. She gets a good, good ovation, as does L. Reese's checks out with 23 points. Again, a career high with seven made threes. Chinecki with six points. Good feel to lead with, I think. Yeah, it was not L's night, so that was the perfect time to check her out. And Sammy Puisis exits with her 23 points. Carla Brito would also get the nice round of applause with 20. And Dulce Fanke-Mengiadu, yeah, she was sitting on the bench for the last eight minutes after playing 40 full. 
against Memphis. She was not the star of the night and still had 13 points and 14 rebounds. The only thing left was to see if the Bulls could actually win the points off turnovers category. Only once all year long had the Pirates not won, and it was in a victory against Hampton. Well, this was the play that would have given ECU the lead in the final two minutes, but what a play as the Bulls have some fun here. Additional fun at the end. And this is going to be the largest margin of victory wow, huh? against the Pirates. It's been 22. That's pretty impressive. They played a decent schedule and haven't gotten blown out but twice now. And this is the second time. Bulls have outscored them 22 to 10 in the fourth. Arneo could have gotten called for a travel twice there, but they're swallowing the whistles. And there's the no, turnover. Unfortunately, here comes no, the points no, no. off the turnover no, no, on a fast break. And Priscilla Williams <laughs> says, not on my watch. She swats it away. What a block. Look at 125 to go. What a block by Williams. And she is in the crowd, and let's hope she's okay. <laughs> a hero's return to the court after that block. That was very cool. 72-48 to 48 was the final score. Pirates allow just 53.8 a game. Bulls blew past that. And, of course, they give East Carolina their most lopsided defeat, as I alluded to. So the Bulls have now won 11 in a row. They are 21-4 overall and they play SMU on Saturday afternoon. Definitely noticed Coach Golish right after the game, and it was not just a, hey, how you doing, buddy? It was a little bit of a conversation between he and Jose Fernandez, and you look on Twitter last night, and you see what the football coach of the Bulls says about the women's basketball coach, and I thought this was pretty awesome. He gave a huge congrats to Coach Fernandez, of course, for tying Gino Ariema, then said, very cool to watch it in person tonight. Hard work, attitude, and toughness show out setting the standard for all of us. That shows you how regarded the women's basketball program is. And Jose was asking about Coach Golish, and the admiration is mutual. Tell you what, uh, I know he's been so busy recruiting, and and I can't imagine you putting a staff together in a short amount of time and doing what he's doing. He's, he's brought a lot of electricity to campus and to the Tampa Bay area. You know, you see his staff uh, and himself already aligning with – you know, you look at social media and the social media presence of all the people that have been on campus and, you know, the high school coaches and junior college coaches, you know, I don't know. I don't know how my, are they visiting like seven, eight schools a day? You know, it's unbelievable. But, you know, that's what you, that's what you have to do. You know, it's about community relations, recruiting the right people, and he controls that South Florida area down there. Said that Jose had some comments on tying Gino Ariema for most wins in conference history. That was with Bridget and myself right after the game. Of course, he could only credit everyone else, but here's what the coach had to say. Good company, I take it, right? Yeah, it is. You know, you know, a lot of a lot of players are responsible for that. You know, you don't do it by yourself. So, uh, but you know what? Hey, I got to worry about getting these guys ready for SMU. <laughs> and before we move along, we. Definitely owe Sammy Puises a clip here for her performance. And, of course, she does not like talking about herself, so she brought it back to the effort. We had that highlight of her taking a charge, the defensive effort, but also figuring out their zone as well. Really took pride in our defense, and that's kind of what led us to close it out like that. It was kind of the first time we've seen a defense like that, um, so we were just not valuing the basketball. But, you know, the first half we're going to get everybody's best punch, so... Credit to them to hang in with us, um, but in the ha- halftime is when we really came out and fixed what we needed to fix. We put in a lot of time before the season and throughout the season, so it's really good to get the recognition we're getting, 
and all the time we're putting in is really paying off. So it feels really good. That was coming from three different answers, all of about 30 seconds. You're not going to get her to talk much about herself, like I said. But A, she did a lot more talking on the court to both point guards. Again, they were going up against a defense they hadn't seen before. And did they figure it out there midway through the third quarter? And also with her seven made three-pointers, she is now by 10 leading the country in most made threes with 83. Yes, by 10 over the next closest from Columbia, Abby Sue. The track and field weekly honors included the Bulls' Naya Robinson, who came as the junior college long jump champion from Barton Community College. And boy, has Eric Jenkins had good luck. Think Romaine Beckford and others, by the way, in recruiting Jamaicans who started off at the junior college level. Well, she is the American Athletic Conference Women's Field Athlete of the Week. Robinson, her personal best, long jump 6.42 meters. That's the best mark in the American this indoor season. The second best in USF school history and the eighth best in the entire country. Again, Nia Robinson, a junior for the Bulls, the Women's Field Athlete of the Week.